Style Fight Club. We're back. What's up? I am uh, Justin Julander, and with me, as always, Mr. Chuck Poland. What is Welcome up? back. Welcome <laughs> back. Welcome back. Yeah, it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't really a, po- a planned break. We just kind of. No, it was like a complete. Yeah, it was like a complete. <laughs> Sorry, like, oh shit! It all fell on the floor, <laughs> and uh, we just were like, "Ah, oh, we're." Just apparently too tired to clean it up i don't know <laughs> <laughs> just let the sleeping dogs lie i guess that's right? it that's it yeah that's it but it was but good yeah, it was good you, yeah you, good to, you, good to have a little bit of a break and glad we're back hopefully remember how to do this thing but um i don't know what what did your break entail what have you been up to <laughs> um so I mean, kind of most recent drama. Uh, I so mm. I'm I'm kind of recovering. Uh-huh. Um, I had a great Fourth of July, and it pretty much entailed me just like laying around the pool, tanning. Like, just I mean, it was like the first like weekend that was really nice in San Diego, so it was like yeah. so awesome. And I think the last day I was at the pool, I was getting ready to get out of the pool and I, I was like coming up and, and I kind of was, I had my eyes open and I saw the edge of the pool and, and I was kind of reaching for it and I closed my eyes and I, I must've just like barely missed the, the ledge of it and gone over the top. And I consequently came way close to the edge and like smacked my face uh oh. right there on the edge of the pool Gosh, and uh broke my tooth yeah Ooh. broke the my front tooth and yeah. uh but That's i didn't even like break, no you know? no bloody nose no fat lip it was wow. just like literally like a perfect uh yeah, perfect stupid <laughs> yep yep wow. so so uh earlier this week i got chippy the tooth fixed so that was good and <laughs> nice. then unfortunately the hits didn't stop there the next day after i chipped my tooth i was like literally leaning over my bed and i coughed and i felt my back pop and i i have like a bulging disc in my back i have probably like a couple but uh i i yeah i totally coughed i felt it pop and uh and then it hit the nerve and i just like you know went out so i'm like mending you know oh, uh, chippy the tooth is fixed which is good my <laughs> yeah. my back is on the mend uh okay. i was able to get into muay thai uh i just sat in class on monday because i was yeah. too scared to throw a kick sure. um and then wednesday I, I'm, I'm pretty much back to it I, I get it's weird man it's like i my back when this happens it's like either massive pain or just tightness and when it's tightness i can work through that and i never I don't usually get pain unless I do something crazy. So it's mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I gotta. I think. Um. I think I need to do some core exercises. Get my core up and. That was, yeah, you know. those uh, bulging discs. Are, yeah, that's not fun. I no. I haven't experienced myself, but like, yeah, it, it's I guess. it's not. It's just yeah. complete. The, dude, that those nerves in your back just take you right out. Oh yeah. Like, oh my gosh. I mean, I, you know, I've kind of like what cricked my neck or whatever. Mm-hmm. Where you just like looking over and all of a sudden you can't move your neck and it's, you know, it's fun getting old, right? It's, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a good time. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I guess it, that would happen occasionally when I was younger, but I'd probably be over it in a day or two. But yeah, like when you just turn your head weird and all of a sudden you, yeah, you can't move anymore and you're like, wait, what, what is going on here? Yeah. So, yeah. I got a yeah. little bit of an injury yesterday. I was feeding the snakes and I wasn't paying, like I thought is, uh, I, I was feeding a, an albino Darwin 
and I <sighs> thought his head was on the other side of the tank and it wasn't. So I'm opening the thing and I'm kind of like reaching back or trying to grab a rat with the right hand and my left hand's hanging out there in the wind. And all of a sudden he launches like a full couple Child. of feet out of it and just yeah. chomps me, you know. So I've that had was, that. That was fun. I'm pretty sure there's yeah. a tooth or two in there that, that I haven't gotten out yet. But they get right pretty, knuckle, yeah. You know, oh. just that. Uh, so it's like bruised and, you know, swollen. And, and I assume it was a total, like, not letting go, just horrible, he, not he fun didn't bite. He hold on too long. I mean, it was it was a feed response bite. Yeah. So yeah, he yeah, thought yeah. he was eating and he's probably smelled the rats and all that good stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I, just not paying attention, just kind of like, oh, I'm man, this happens. You, when you, you know, when I'm going to learn, I guess that's a good thing I don't keep venomous, you know, <laughs> like you can't act so cavalierly when you're keeping venomous. But anyway, that was my fun. I mean, I always, I've always felt like it's any time I've ever lowered my guard that that's when it's, that's when it's like, or, or I, or I like, uh, trust, trusted a snake, you know, I say, oh, yeah. that, that yeah. thing's, pff, no, that, that's never going to bite me. And that's the yeah. one that usually is just like <laughs> on a weird, is like has a weird moment and just like, yeah. uh, bites me, you Goes know, and it's it. like, ah, and it, you know, mm-hmm. and then it won't do it again or, or it might, but yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, never trust I blame him. myself but yeah yeah you have to you yeah. have to it's he was just hungry i'm sure yeah and he got i mean the snake's not going to take any responsibility there yeah, yeah you, know, exactly. you know what i mean he, <laughs> he didn't apologize at all hey man you smelled like food hey <laughs> you know it was warranted yeah definitely yeah. Yeah. i just held a paper towel in my hand while i let the you know let the blood <laughs> well you uh, bled profusely <laughs> yeah, no. exactly. yeah exactly it's it's amazing exactly. how much you can bleed from a snake bite you know but and it's so funny how bad the bite looks from the, you mm-hmm. know, from the yeah. blood that's there. And it's just, it's really, I mean, you know, it's a bunch mm-hmm. of pinpricks, but yeah, boy, it sure makes it look real messy and just, mm-hmm. you know, ah, but <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Yeah, I guess it's better than on the face. I That's fair. Somebody, I was a Casey Cannon got bit in the face the other day. He posted on the chat or something, but yeah, that, would that, that wouldn't be very fun either. No, I can't, I don't know that I've been bit on the face that i can remember so i have not been bit on the face I've but i got close. bit in the back of the head oh that's right i remember that story that shit hurt yeah. oh yeah that would not be like funny. that it bit uh, me like that across the back of my head like full, straight like full that open mouth on the, oh yeah as, as far as it could reach on your yep. head that's and that great. that snake was easily eight feet like wow. it was like oh yeah it was a mm-hmm. shitty bite it was <laughs> shitty crazy did yeah. he hold on or anything yeah well no actually well held, held on for like maybe a second and a half yeah. and then let go yeah. um but it was like yeah. you know i like the, i would have never let the snake do that if i if i didn't totally trust it and that was yeah. exactly what i'm talking yeah. about is the the time where you're like no i don't need to worry about what this snake's doing because I, I just had it around my waist i was cleaning the cage and i was going to get it off and put it back and Bam! Just drilled me, man. Man, that's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, herpin's been pretty good in the last couple weeks. I uh, I started kind of that survey like a few minutes up the canyon from mm-hmm. my work. So your it's like, your lunch your yeah, lunch my survey lunch walks. Nice. I think it's gotten too hot to do the lunch walks, and I'm seeing you know far less snakes lately. Yeah. In the, in the afternoon so i'm gonna have to either go out before work or or later in the evening you know so i started uh, road cruising another canyon that's closer to home and uh 
it was it was a full moon night, you know, so I was like I was driving out there thinking, oh, so Heidi was tired. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, uh, if you're if you're going to go to sleep, I'm going to run up the canyon, do some herping real quick, you know, while you take a rest. And so she's like, "Okay, wake me up when you get back. We'll watch a show or something. So so I'm like I I went up just right as it was getting dark and hit the canyon and it was, you know, full, I see, I see the full moon and I'm like, ah, is this even going to be worth it? And so I start driving up the canyon and then the clouds roll in and see the lightning and thunder and stuff. So I'm like, okay, this could be good. This could be interesting. And, and, you know, sure enough, like I start up the canyon and there's a big old gopher snake in the road and, and I, then I go a little further. There's another good size gopher snake. And so I bagged both of those. I was, I was going to just take some pictures the next day and, it, you know, release them after mm-hmm. I photographed them. So I, I, uh, I, the first one was really feisty. Like it kept striking and trying to bite me and stuff. Like it was really, uh, ticked off. The second one was as calm as, you know, they typically are out here. The great mm-hmm. basin gopher snakes are pretty relaxed, pretty but, chill. Yeah. So it was just like stretched out on the road. I just went down and picked it up. And then I go maybe, you know, a quarter of a mile more and there's a rubber boa. And like I get out to grab that one out of the road and there's another one that I can see just up ahead, another rubber boa. So and I, you know, I I would see rubber boas every once in a while. I've road cruised them before, but like two in one night, that was kind of rare. And then I Mm -hmm. went a little further and then it started to rain. And then I came, was coming back down the canyon. There was a third rubber boa. But, you know, after I found those first four snakes, um, there was a car right behind me that came speeding through and it would have smashed all four of yep. them. They were, they were pretty, you know, in the road, you know, basically. So they probably wouldn't have lasted very long after. So I'm glad I got them out of the way. That was, yeah, that was for nice. sure. And then that fifth snake, the, the last rubber boa was a smaller one, but it was on the side of the road and it was coming down and, and it was drinking in you know on the side of the road and i grabbed it before i without thinking you know i grabbed it and picked it up and i'm Mm -hmm. like ah crap you know i should have taken a picture of it drinking water off the road that's kind of a cool observation but anyway you know so i got the those five snakes in pretty much less than an hour you know it was all Hmm. pretty quick and and the road's not very long it's pretty short you know and it kind of dead ends so it's nice there's not a lot of traffic just you know, maybe kids going up there to hang out or something. But, mm-hmm. um, and then at the top of this, uh, canyon, there's a trail that goes up. So, um, a couple of days later, I went up the trail and, and like saw probably a half a dozen yellow bellied racers and another rubber boa. Just like I, I went up the trail and I'm like, ah, I better get back. And so I turn around and come back just right where I was, you know, a few seconds earlier. And there's a mm-hmm. rubber boa on the side of the trail that I totally missed, you know, just making its way up the side of the, the embankment. And, you know, I guess herping's a lot of luck where you put your eyes and where you, you know, so kind of, I don't know. Things that move for you at the right time. Exactly. And it wasn't moving. It was just sitting there. But, you know, it's pretty obvious. It's kind of a light tan color or or almost a... wasn't so obvious the first time, was it, Exactly, yeah. I just didn't turn my head that way. I was looking on the other side of the trail or something, you know, when I passed that point. So it's just where you see it. I keep... My my neighbor told me he was running or jogging up there and he saw a rattlesnake. And so I was like, I need to go see a rattlesnake Mm -hmm. close to home or something. So I've seen two rattlesnakes this year and one was just... Well, they were both spectacular. One was like really light, kind of yellowish white with really bold, dark um, splotches, you know. Nice. uh, 
Uh, and then the other one almost, I, it looked like, like uh, kind of like a speckled rattlesnake. It was really light colored and kind of had this really cool pattern. So yeah, I was just on my lunch hike on the normal route and one buzzed me and I'm like, Oh yeah. Rattlesnake. Yeah. But he, I, they're so fr- the great basins are so frustrating to photograph because they don't want to hold still. They just want to move out, you know, just, they just move off on you. From you. Yeah. They're not trying to defense. I mean, yeah. they'll, they'll rattle at you, but kind of as they're moving, they off. don't rattle much either. No? They'll like do a little buzz. If like the first encounter that the first one I found that big one, the lighter colored one with the dark um, pattern was, on the trail, like in this thick undergrowth, I almost stepped on it and it kind of hopped down the trail a little bit and just gave me a little, you know, yeah, not much at all. And then, so I went down below it and I kind of scared it back up cause it's a little more clear at the top and less steep, of course. And then it went under this pipe. And so I'm following it. It's like crawling under the pipe. And I, I didn't realize the underside of the pipe because I guess there's water flowing through it. So it gets condensate on it. Uh-huh. And so the water runs down on the bottom of the pipe and there's like dirt and stuff. And so I scraped like my belt of my pants on the, on the mud. And so I have this green, <laughs> disgusting mud in my belt that I didn't realize until I got back to work, you know, and I've got working. I'm like, what is that? What is that in my belt? <laughs> like all this gross mud so yeah it was kind of funny but I, I got to the other side where it was climbing i kind of posed it for some pictures and stuff like that but yeah it was, nice it's a nice looking snake so, yeah um you know it was it was a fun deal all around but I, yeah i just love seeing those rattlesnakes i'm hoping to see some more and i think i need to start you know doing some night cruises but man that Canyon by my work is so busy. Like you almost have to hike them there just because if you find them on the road, they're more than likely dead. Um, the gophers, I only saw a couple of gopher snakes and they were pretty like in quick succession over a few days. And then I haven't seen any more up there in the same area. So I don't know Mm -hmm. if they're just, it's more dense. Like, man, it's so green up there just from all the water we've gotten that it's just, you know, the undergrowth is just <laughs> everywhere and it's going to be crazy all over. It's going to be crazy because you guys are going to have melt off for a while. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, shoot Jake's out there. Yelling, I guess our cat got away. Oh <laughs> he, no. He escaped out of our hairless cat. And then he just like, uh, yeah, that's another fun little uh, lame injury as I was chasing him, trying to catch him in the backyard. Because, he, you know, he, he he's hairless and he doesn't have his front claws, so he's, like, kind of vulnerable. We don't let him outside and stuff, and so... I think I think it's messed up that you make Jake go hairless like that. (laughs) I wish he's got this (laughs) this big beard, and it's like Grizzly Adams, and and the cat is like, "No, dude, you gotta shave it." (laughs) (laughs) Us Jewlanders are not beard growers. (laughs) We are not beard growers, man. Yeah, I keep these are not rub peers, dude. (laughs) Shave that thing, you know. He doesn't want to listen to mom and dad, but yeah. Anyway, so I, I was chasing the cat and I stepped on some like thorny bush or something. Now, now my heels all messed up. I can't walk, walk, walk right. But anyway, yeah, it's been really a good herping season so far. I've, I've probably seen, you know, close to 30 snakes now. It's been nice. really good. Yeah. Cool. It's been a good uh, spring, early summer, such a mild summer. It's almost like we've had a real spring where it yeah. lasted a month or two, you know? Um, everything's like 
behind like uh, gardens are a month late and yeah but yeah it's green lots of lots of growth up in northern utah so it's been pretty nice that's good that's good yeah yeah it's about time i get to know the reptiles in my backyard (laughs) yeah Uh, another uh big announcement like fun thing i got invited to go speak in australia so i'm gonna nice out to Head out to Australia again. So that is on the uh, the East Coast, or um, yeah, New South Wales, uh, kind of Sydney region. Cool. The talk, the hawks. What's the talk? Um, it's on uh, knobtail geckos. Nice. So, yeah, so that should cool. be fun. And then afterwards, I'm hooking up with old Peter Birch and Peter Birch. That's what I was. I figured. <laughs> I figured. Uh, yeah. Figured that that yeah, would I'm, that I'm would excited go. I'm see my old buddy. And, yeah. Uh, gonna hit up Steve Crawford and. I'm I'm hoping uh, Chris Cupper can join us and go out for a little herping out and. Kind Where of are you trying Australia. to go? Just on the on the East Coast or? No, no. Uh, I, I'm not a big fan. I, I mean, I I like some of the areas in the East Coast, but it's just so busy. There's so much. I get it. I I was just asking because it was yeah. close to where you were flying yeah, into, so yeah. I didn't yeah. figure you wanted to stay there. <laughs> I know well, you better than that, Drew Linder. Yeah, I know well, you. Steve was nice enough to offer us a place to stay and a vehicle to take us in to go up. Nice. Kind of, so we're we're thinking of hitting the Gammons and Flinders range as kind of a preview to the 2025 trip. You know, see that's cool. Kind of get a feel for the area. Yeah. You know, go right. see some stuff up there. Maybe I'm gonna go try to find a few more uh, knobtail species up in South Australia. The starred or Nephira stellatus and the Pernati lagoon uh, Nephira stellini. Uh, go try to find those too just to nice. get some photographs in the wild but yeah they're pretty cool looking looking geckos um but yeah i'm excited to go herp in australia again it's been too long yeah and I, I was talking to steve and he's like yeah because I, I really want to get back to alice springs area and go up to the center and he's like yeah we could do that you know it's it's a little bit more of a drive but uh, he's i'm like yeah it might be He's not leery that you're going to drop him off a cliff and leave him there again, or? (laughs) Oh, this is Steve Crawford. um, Oh, Steve. Oh, yeah, yeah. My bad. Um, But, yeah, I wouldn't leave Steve Crawford. Just Steve Sharp. No. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, he is is being awfully generous for you to leave him. Steve trusts me to go (laughs) go herping with him again. (laughs) Yeah, no. I I think you probably PTSD'd him a little bit there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, oh well he went along with it whatever he 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 lived yeah did you but did you die but did you die exactly nobody's really died yet (laughs) yeah man things are things are hatching out being born all the the place so i'm gonna be uh busy again i thought it was kind of a light year i didn't have as many clutches and that's what uh, you thought huh so I, I talked about the heat spike on here and and uh, in the incubator, and so of course the black-headed clutch didn't fare too well. Like I got three to hatch out, which was encouraging, but then they hatched out and they had these like tiny eyes or no eyes. Like so, I'm like, I guess the heat did affect them because I was thinking, oh, they're hatching or they made it this far, and then they start hatching, and then I uh, I was taking them out to the reptile room, like, oh, those their heads look different their heads look weird yeah it's because their eyes are weird so now i don't know what to do with these things yeah uh what do you do but so that was kind of the first event that you know those that was the first clutch that hatched the first clutch that was laid so um you know i guess 
they hatched, so things are moving in the right direction. The yeah. incubation, I, other than that heat spike, went, you know, I guess according to plan, the, the changes that I made and the recommendations from some of my Aussie friends. Mm-hmm. Mainly, again, Steve Crawford, but yeah, it was uh, crazy. Uh, and fortunately, they they didn't re you know didn't uh, get out of it unscathed. So yeah, yeah. And then uh, lately, uh, I had some um, st- western stems hatch out, uh, some Ooh. nice little wheat belts, and then uh, had some spotted pythons. Yeah. No, some Chip. eastern stems. I didn't get spotted this year. I got three pygmies to hatch on. Unfortunately, that was a low hatch rate, and I'm not sure what happened there. Mm. I only got three out of like 12. I think maybe they got too wet. I, I mm. probably added too much water. So I'll change They, they all went the distance or what? Yeah, I mean, they were they looked good. They looked okay. They just kicked they off, but then yeah. Yeah, the majority yeah. looked great. They just didn't hatch mm. out. So I've had that happen before with pygmies. So yeah, I'm, I, maybe I need a bigger incubation chamber or drier substrate. I think that's probably the problem I'm having here. They mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I really, I mean, after incubating the Tracy at about 85, I, I mean, I, that's what I incubate pretty much everything at now and everything comes out fine for me uh, at 85, 86, you know, it fluctuates, but sure. um, I think, you know, the idea that maybe we kept keep things too hot, too wet, too it, I mean, it's just like it's a repeating theme where you see it different places and you're like, Yeah, we we, yeah. we definitely probably do. So it's true. I think we're impatient. We want them to yeah. get out as soon as they can, you know. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. It's kind of on the danger zone because if it goes mm-hmm. a little bit hotter, that can potentially result in issues. Um yeah. I don't know. I I guess uh you'd think after a while I'd stop messing up, but no, well, no, I mean, I, <laughs> yeah, I still mess up. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like everybody messes yeah, up, man. It's not like that. Yeah. You, uh, it's weird. Cause I got a hundred percent hatch rate from the, the wheat belts. They, they all look great and they had, they were set up essentially the same as the pygmies. They mm-hmm. overlap in range. So you would think that they would have similar requirements. I guess the wheat belts are a little further South. So maybe they're a little, I don't know, different conditions but they do occur in the same areas as the the pygmies so i don't know why uh 100 hatch rate with one and pretty low hatch rate maybe 30 percent with the others so i don't maybe think it, you should spend all of your energy trying to figure that out because that's the fun part right uh, i just I, I just don't think you'll ever get the answer like yeah. not truly not you know what i mean you can yeah. you can sit there and be like well i think it was this and i'll try this and if it works you're like yeah i was right but were yeah. you like you know yeah. what i mean so I it's kind of like it to me it is kind of like hey it's going to happen. What's going to happen? Like, like you said, you keep them both similar and you had a very different outcome. So clearly yeah. there's like, you know, detail you're not kind of catching or, or sure. that they're not showing or that's yeah. not, catch, you know, not really detectable. So mm-hmm. one of those fun mysteries, I guess. But. Those fun mysteries of life. I got some uh, Igernia Hosmeri. I saw that. Congratulations. That's awesome. That was dude. exciting yeah. to see. I know yeah. you're psyched for that. That <laughs> yeah, was a pretty little yeah. babies but yeah I, I i left them in with the parents because i thought oh you know that that's you know those igurnia a lot of the igurnia species are kind of uh, uh have some parental care and you know 
but they're at least tolerant, if yeah, not, you know, yeah. nurturing. Yeah. Yeah. They, in some instances will help the offspring and stuff. And I've even seen photos in the wild of like, you know, family groups or like young and old animals kind of hanging out together. And mm-hmm. stuff, so, um, so I left them in with the parents and then a few days later I noticed they just weren't thriving. And so I took them out and like soaked them in water and, and, you know, helped them shed, shed out. Cause there's, they had kind of a stuck shed type thing mm-hmm. going. And so I'm like, ah, you know, I got to pay a little better attention. So I separated them out and put them in a cage next to the parent's cage. So at least they can kind of have some visual contact or see yeah. each other or something. I don't know if that'll Yeah. Work. You know, man, I, you know. I, and, and uh, granted it's different, it's different, but stuff that like uh, geckos that I've had that were supposed to be communal geckos some of them tolerate it some of them absolutely do not you know what i mean so i i you know the idea of like like i think you know even babies that in and in, in adults together in in that situation stress can happen and then they could not drink and then they could get easily dehydrated and you know what i mean like yeah. so it's like i could totally see how age. something like that could happen and even in like a not you know but but like at the same time in the wild that you know like i i don't you know how is that any different yeah i mean yeah they don't have the great conditions in the cage that they probably get in the wild and yeah i don't know I've i mean thinking i, I guess they could that. seek it and i i was listening to i can't remember maybe rob just no rob was talking about it on a podcast uh, rob uh, stone mm-hmm. old bobby pebbles and uh he was uh, talking about the Chameleon Lovers podcast or Chameleon, is it Chameleon Lovers? That sounds weird. That's mm, that it. Does sound, sound weird? Anyway, but I think it's just the way you're saying it. <laughs> Chameleon Lovers. That's it. That makes it weird. That made it really, really weird. That was it. That was the problem. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. No. No. Okay. No. Anyway. We do not need a new offshoot podcast like that. That is yeah. not how we That's do this in this business world. around here, buddy. <laughs> but uh, it. It was uh, talking. It was Peter Nackis, and he was talking about. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Talking about uh, fogging um, reptiles because mm. he like observed pretty much all behaviors in chameleons in the wild except for drinking. And so he's like, "Hmm, you know, why haven't I seen a chameleon drink? That drink, seems right, to be right. one thing that they should do. You know, most commonly, <laughs> you know, he's seen them eat, he's seen them mate, he's seen them lay eggs, he's seen all sorts of stuff. So." He's like, why don't I see him drink? And so then he he took some he got some wild chameleons and just before sundown he weighed them and then he and then he went you know and they he kind of watched them checked on them every couple hours and they just slept all night in the same spot and he weighed them in the morning and they had gained the substantial amount of weight in the night and and he had you know he the only thing he could really attribute that to is the the mist or the f- fog that would come in over you know during the night Mm -hmm. and uh that the chameleons were breathing in this moist air and getting uh their moisture from the air Mm -hmm. (laughs) like what a cool you know observation and you know he he also found a correlation with chameleon distribution in areas that had that kind of um water system you know fog Mm -hmm. cycle whatever you Mm -hmm. want to call it um, roll in so pretty uh, mind-blowing fascinating stuff that chameleons probably don't drink in the wild and they probably get all their moisture from fog and that yeah. keeping them in captivity and giving them a water bowl or spraying them down or whatever 
you know, probably freaks them out first and, and then it's not the best way to hydrate them. And so they're probably not living their best life because of it. So I think, you know, what a revolutionary concept to figure that out and to implement, you know, help implement that or, or get that implemented in captivity and, you know, recommending different foggers that reptile keepers can use. And I, you know, you wonder how many, uh, and we've talked about this on here before, you know, how many desert reptiles actually thrive on, on that kind of mm-hmm. dew point or, you know, the Ron St. Pierre, uh, concept of, you know, the animals coming out when the dew point hits and when that moisture in the air occurs. And so how much of their moisture are they getting that way rather than the other? So I don't know, it might be uh, worthwhile to set up a fogger on all, on my you know, desert lizard enclosures and see if that, uh, makes a difference or something. And just how, how would you, uh, I mean, it'd be interesting because I mean, in the desert, you, you know, a fogger is kind of not a natural, like fogging a desert animal is kind of, but you'd almost need like, it would be hard because, you know, you'd almost want to like, yeah, it's to, nice. mim- to, to really do a mimic, you, you uh-huh. need to literally condensate water and bring it, you know, yeah. back down into do like, and to do, you know, yeah. like to, to really do it the, right. The idea, I guess, is, um, yeah, I mean, they're not this. It's not the same thing as the chameleons yeah. are experiencing because, you know, but can you do the same? I mean, can you get the same result? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like mm-hmm. maybe they're, they're not breathing in the moist air, but the but the uh, dew is settling on them while they sleep or somehow mm-hmm. you know, if they're in a bush or something and or in a rock crack and, and then they get that water on their skin and you know some of these lizards have the channels up to their mouth and yeah i don't know like yeah it's just kind of making me think a little bit but mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean i've woken up backpacking in the desert and the top of the sleeping bags got dew all over it you know mm-hmm. you wake up kind of wet uh, the whole sleeping bag's wet and you're you're like wait i'm in the desert why is it wet here? why is it wet yeah 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 so maybe they wake up the same way why i'm all wet and they lick it off or I, you know, I don't know if they're soaking it in subcutaneously or what, but mm-hmm. something's going on in the desert, you know, something's than, definitely going on in the desert. They're, that they're is not it. just uh, waiting for the rain to drink, you know, there's yeah. other methods. So yeah, I thought that was kind yeah. of something that's got me thinking, but yeah, I, how to implement that. That's another question. And, yeah. and you know, these, these animals seem to do all right, you know, with the water bowl, but are they, are they living their best life? I guess that's the question. Could they Probably be not. better mm-hmm. with another method? So I think you have a strong suspicion yeah, that they may well, not be living you know, their it's, best life. It's it's due to great minds like Ron St. Pierre and Peter Nix. That's, so <laughs> that's, that's the only reason I'm thinking about these things. So, yeah. But, yeah, good things happening. Uh, my depressive female looks pretty good-sized as well, so I'm hoping nice. that she'll, she'll have a little offspring or two in there as well so we'll see see what happens but Sweet. i think i struck out on the the western blue tongues i was hopeful there they were looking pretty good but then no nope, not this and year the northern blue tongues one of the females gave birth and then the other one another one's about to pop as well so yeah <laughs> thinking about moving out the blue tongues kind of wholesale as a group 
early yeah. birds, so when they're small and cute and stuff, just, just get them, yeah, get them out the door quick. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so not a bad idea. Yeah, I hold on to them too long. I'm terrible at ads, and so might as well. Yeah, so preaching to the choir, like, bro. Ten lot of blue tongues, hit me up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ten lots of blue tongues. That's very crispy <laughs> off of you. I mean, yeah, the first the first uh, litter was maybe 12, 13 animals. Yeah. So a few of them. Nice. The second one, we'll see. She's pretty big. <laughs> but yeah, they're they're cool. Cool lizards for sure. Really nice mm-hmm. looking. But we'll see. And then I looked in the incubator today, and I've got inlands hatching. So that's... Uh, Jesus. <laughs> that's always good. That's Good the, Lord, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, much anticipated clutch, of course. Inland yeah, group. yeah, those ones from last year looking fantastic. <laughs> they're so cool. They're such cool snakes. And mm-hmm. Yeah, but those were the only uh, carpets I got this year, so I don't know what I'm what I'm missing here. But what do you do? Potentially nothing. Yeah, just looks. Yeah, don't talk to me. I'm already (laughs) throwing my own pity party for myself with this Tracy and stuff. So Uh, I'm over it. And was it Shane that got the clutch Mm -hmm. of Tracy? And he's expecting another clutch? Uh, I don't know. I haven't. I don't know. I I haven't. I don't know if there was two. I saw what he messaged me about one. one. Yeah. Yeah. And I but knew about I that. I did another female that was going to lay soon. So. Mm, maybe I, 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 I haven't been paying much attention to be honest to yeah. the internet. Social, so the, the yeah, is. the socials. Yes, so that's correct. That's correct. Yeah. I've been hiding in my anger hole. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, uh, I am sorry you missed those guys this year. That's it sucks, man. I don't know. It's such well, a hard question. You go well, back to what was working. You know, exactly. That's that where I'm at now. That's where I'm at now. Is like, do I do I? Because I have all the cages. I have all years. the small cages. Yeah. And now the question is, even if it sets them back, is putting them into smaller cages where they're gonna be, you know, used to it. They, 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 it's a known successful thing for me. Like, is that going to cut the time rather than trying to get them to be in bigger cages where they're always going to feel less secure and try Mm -hmm. to see how long that takes to work? Like, I don't know which is going to be easier to do, you know what (laughs) I mean? So it's like, whatever. uh, Messes with your mind. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, and I hate to say it because they're, you know, they're pretty good size. They're good size animals. Not that, but but when all those cages are together they have tons of room to move yeah. vertically and yeah. so it's not like they're cramped in any I wouldn't way. I wouldn't say in those those cages there's that much more space in the cages they have because they're kind of sharing two cages plus a third mm-hmm. uh smaller cage so i i mean i don't know i don't know, know. Yeah, i, I just I, like i'm i'm just kind of like Good thing it's just a hobby, right? Yeah, no, and 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 you know, God, God forbid if I had to have, like have an ego, right, about yeah. this stuff, <laughs> and I'd exactly. oh my God, like I'd be, <laughs> I wouldn't be, be able rough. to show my face or talk <laughs> publicly. I'd be like embarrassed, you know. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think that's the case. But no, it's you still, not. You still did it, so that's oh, I did better than most. I'm just trying to do it again. So. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. Come on, guys, let's get it together. But 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 that said, 
all my other animals are doing great. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. everything is doing fine. I'm yeah. right on Sorry. track with everything else. It was just, yeah. yeah, exactly. I, I would have liked to have hit diamonds this year. I don't think that's going to happen based on some of the conversations I've had with people. I talked to Jordan about his and kind of when his went. And I just, I kind of thought maybe if I got mine out and, and they were out over the winter, it, they may not. I don't know. I, I thought maybe they would. I would have time in the spring to kind of feed them, and then they'd breed out. And we'll see if that happens, but I doubt yeah. it. Yeah. I bet they. His sound like his sound like they were pretty much on the same calendar cycle as my outdoor coastals. So mm -hmm. that's pretty traditional. So, mm -hmm. um, but you did get eggs from them, right? From yes. The yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like. Yeah. 15 eggs something like mm -hmm. that so they yeah cooking now or no they're done they hatched oh they hatched yep yeah. they hatched everything a hundred percent i mean 100 nice. percent everything across the board yeah. with those so that was cool. cool solid man super yeah. solid second year in a row outside 100 mm percent -hmm. you know laid 100 percent hatched 100 percent like it was it's pretty pretty good um That's i'm cool. just leaving them alone because you know last time i complained so much about how frustrated i was trying to get him feeding i'm like oh, yeah. i'll just wait let wait him until yeah hungry. yeah did you did you shit. let the female incubate or did you incubate no i took them i took them yeah yeah and i took i took them because she's two years in a row and i don't want her to sit any you know i don't want her to, sure. to incubate and not get food or, or not and yeah. it and then with it being both of them, I have to pull one of them out. So it's pulling the male out and then feeding the female. And it's just like, ah, I'd rather just kind of, I'd rather just kind of, you know, pull the eggs, separate them, feed them, put them back together, leave it alone. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, yeah. you know, if she had a problem, I'd have to pull them anyway. And I'm not the, I'm not the maternal guy. I'm just not, I'm mm -hmm. not, I'm not, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, and and I probably could incubate them in that cage because the wire mesh is real like quarter inch, mm -hmm. but the diamonds have like the half inch because of the size that I needed. It didn't come mm -hmm. in quarter inch, mm -hmm. so I probably wouldn't. Yeah, uh, let those diamonds go <clears throat> maternal in that cage just because I I think a baby could get out. Yeah. Yeah, that wouldn't be the best thing to have. No fun when you hatch them out. Yes, I'm eternally hacked. All my snakes. And they're gone and there's not a single one in there. That would be the yeah. worst. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that wouldn't be the best. At least you got to see the results of your mistake. Yeah. You cool. would never see the result of that mistake <laughs> ever again. Well, you might. I don't know. Yeah. Your neighbors start freaking out about juvenile <laughs> diamond pythons that have been feeding on There's black snakes everywhere. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Like, yes, <laughs> I'll be right over. <laughs> then they get established yeah. and yeah, you got a feral colony of yeah. diamond pythons in your neighborhood. As, as, as ecologically not cool as that would be <laughs> to be, to have happen. Yeah, I right. totally would be yeah. cool. With that. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, well, I guess uh, that it. That it. Should we? Uh, it. Should we fight? Yeah. <laughs> we leave a little time for. Fight. Did we come here to do that? Okay. All yeah. right. Yeah, then I suppose I we, we should as well. We'll keep it okay. going, but keep it. So yeah, I was uh, thinking. You know, as I've been herping lately, um, you know the 
the difference between hiking up something, the excitement of, you know, hiking something up on a trail or, or in the wild versus uh, road cruising it, you know, is, is there any benefit to either or is it the same to road cruise it as it is to hike it up in the environment? And if there's, you know, an argument to be made that one could be better than the other, or if they're, you know, it is what it is and it's just good to see the animal in the wild. So thought we could uh discuss that topic for for the last few minutes of our recording here and okay um, so all right well let's give the old coin a toss i gotta dust it off a little there yeah okay <laughs> all right whoa that was a oh wow thing. that was aggressive tails that was aggressive tails it is a heads <laughs> it was you didn't see the the high of the yeah the of the arc, that's what so. that's the problem is you're not <laughs> flipping it off of the screen so that i cannot so that I cannot go. properly predict the call. You've got my uh, my technique. I, I, yes, yeah, you, your modus me. operandi. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna I pick the, gonna take. the I'm gonna pick the road cruising side. I knew it. I fucking <laughs> to, knew it. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I can take the other side. <laughs> no, you take whatever side you want. I love hiking. So that's I'm, how I'm, I'm kind of taking the opposite side just to kind of think it through and see if I can come up with something. But. Really? Because I, yeah, I really, I would prefer to to walk, some, hike something up. I, oh, I love no. no, 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 no. Oh, wow. So I picked the wrong side. Well, this will yeah. be interesting then. <laughs> yeah. Now you're gonna have to think about. Yeah. Why you like? I don't the hiking. <laughs> I don't. It's hot and I'm tired and. <laughs> Your, oh man! Your dickhead friend goes off running after a snake and leaves you in the dust. I'm sorry, dickhead. I say it right. I say it right. Dude. But <laughs> no. Um, okay, so I I'm a loser and I get to like to hike. Okay. Okay. And I have to go first. Uh, if you want to, I'll okay. go first. I don't mind. Yeah. I'm a loser and I like <laughs> to hike for snakes because I mean, let's just face it. It's really kind of part of an experience, right? If you're mm-hmm. out and, and you're herping, you're it, it's it's not it's not just going out and looking for reptiles. It's getting into nature and communing with nature and and the landscape and the habitat and, you know, and then incorporating the, and trying to incorporate the animal into that experience in in finding it. So, you know, really for me, it's, 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 you know, about mental stimulation of my environment, uh, Mm -hmm. the landscape, you know, and then having to think through natural history of where they might be, um, you know, having to make decisions about which places to go. And so it, to me, it's much more mentally stimulating uh, and, and satisfying um, to be out hiking uh, uh, for reptiles than, than it is just to kind of sit in the car, you know, where maybe the conversation is, 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 is as good and all other things are as good. I just don't think, you know, my, if, if we could talk about my soul being filled up, um, I don't think that road cruising fills my soul quite like hiking and finding a target species. That's mm-hmm. how I lead. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a very compelling argument because I do definitely agree with that. And I, do you think yeah, I'm representing yeah. your your side well I, I here? Your 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 side side. Yeah, and and I you know I agree that you know that's that's one of the best parts is seeing all aspects of their habitat, their nature, you know what they what they're experiencing and kind of the conditions. Now, 
um, you know, you have to know the natural history to get out there at the right time and to be able to see them in the wild because a lot of times they're, you know, hidden or not, not out in the open, you know, to be able to be found or they're only active in the early morning and the late afternoon, you know, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. So, you know, as long as you know what you're doing, I, I, uh, I like, uh, Rob Stone's herp trips because he usually, throws in a hike in the middle, you know, mm-hmm. between herping. So, yep. you know, you might see stuff on the hikes and he's planning the hikes in areas where you could see stuff. But if you don't see any animals, at least you see a beautiful landscape or you know, yep. some kind of cool art. I mean, or it, like it's that. kind so, of that fishing mentality, yeah. right? You go out fishing, wanting to catch a fish, but mm-hmm. expecting to just not catch a fish and still you know have a good find a way to you know enjoy just being out in nature on the boat on the water that kind of thing or you know on the pier casting out whatever you know what i mean so it's it's some of it's not about the end thing it's about the you know Mm -hmm. the beauty of the process yeah so you know with with that out of the way i i do think you know uh Uh you you hit on one point that I really think uh, road cruising is amenable to is is good conversations, you know, because a lot, you know, most of the time it's usually just the people in the front seat that can kind of have a clear view of the road. And, you know, if you're in the back, you're kind of trying to look out the cracks or trying to see and, and it's not the most effective a lot of times. And so um, usually you kind of can relax and kind of rest your eyes or whatever and, and just have a good conversation. So, you know, if you've got more than two people in the car, it's it's usually a good time to to bring up some fun topics and to, to have a, a really good conversation. And some of my favorite uh, fight club episodes have been when we record in the car, you know, while we're herping, that's been kind of fun to do. So um, the other uh, aspect is you're, you're pretty comfortable, you know, you can crank the AC or whatever and, and be in a nice climate controlled environment and in a comfortable chair, uh, as long as the rental is big enough <laughs> and uh, you can, uh, you know, have, have a a nice, comfortable ride looking for snakes. And, you know, it's pretty, pretty straightforward. You either see them on the road or you don't. And I mean, I, I would say you would almost want to be that comfortable if you're pretty much putting your chances of finding something to luck. Yeah. You know, exactly. So, um, you know, and, and obviously on a hike, you're, you're sweating, you're getting dirty, you know, that kind of stuff. But, uh, yeah, no nope, pain, no gain. Get your, get your shoes wet, things like that. So that doesn't necessarily happen in the car. So yeah, but you comfort- get your car- you also get your cardio up. Sure, you also sure. get your steps yeah. in. And again, and, uh, you know, again, you know, I, uh, I, I like that aspect a lot more. But a, a little know. heat, a little heat, and a little stress <laughs> on the human body, if managed properly, has been scientifically shown to be good for you. So definitely, definitely. you know, I mean, and, I, you know, I think. I don't sh- I don't shy away from that for sure. Yeah. And, I mean, no, on, I know you don't. La- on the Utah trip, I think we hiked over 50 miles or close yeah. to 50 miles or something. So it was it was a lot out there. But- no, you don't shy away from it. You run away. <laughs> You're like, Justin, <laughs> wait up. Like, he's yeah. just gone. And then Rob, like, is never stops. Rob's like, <laughs> And that, I guess like, that's... He's the- like the fastest dude who doesn't look like <laughs> he's that fast. Yeah. Well, and I think he, you know, there, there's a couple mindsets of kind of hiking a trail looking for reptiles is, you know, you, you go quickly and you might Mm kind of startle them. They're, they're 
hanging out on the trail basking or something and then it's a good know, strategy you don't for see sure. it coming you know but yeah. also the slow way has maybe some benefits that way too so you can you know have a few people kind of go quick but then that disrupts the conversation you're not having the best conversation because it's probably better to kind of spread out cover more ground you know you're going to see more stuff if you're talking loud and having a raucous conversation you're going to scare away other wildlife that you might otherwise see you know so you know there are some benefits to road cruising where it doesn't matter mm-hmm. how loud you're talking because you're moving along in a you know at 30 40 miles an hour <laughs> you're not going to really scare anything you're going to see it you know on the road pretty pretty straightforwardly so that's uh i guess what i'd counter with is you know the the comfort aspect the conversation aspect i think that could probably uh be in the wind column for road cruising yeah i mean i i i think you know there's there's road cruising is kind of a a, a, a tribal knowledge kind of thing areas to road cruise whereas i think you know now we kind of have stuff like iNaturalist and uh what was the other one the the one that it's like aussies use a lot um i don't know if they use it but it's uh ala atlas of living australia i, really I thought that was that one. another one. Oh, anyway so yeah um anyway you have these tools where you can kind of geotag stuff so it gives somebody who would hike into it or or you know hike it um a a resource to say okay here's a known you know here's a here's here's an area of focus mm-hmm. uh, and it kind of gives them a something to kind of pull on um and you know sometimes like i think you know obviously like when we cruise with jordan dude he knew right where right where the road stopped and started where you would find this this and this and this and mm-hmm. so you know you seems like you can reliably know the things that, i mean but but again he's been cruising it for that long um you know and, yeah and he probably knew the habitat types and you know yep. like had had also hiked stuff or or gotten out into the hills as well you know um that's yeah. your is that your summation or or well, I mean, I, I think that's part of it. I, I okay. don't know that it's All just right. from road cruising. I, I guess that's one of the. Well, I won't. I won't give you a point here, but so keep going, keep going. Okay. <laughs> no. So, um, so no, there's I'll that. Give I'll give you a point. I'll say it because oh, when thanks. when you're road cruising at night, you're not seeing the habitat. You're seeing the road in right. front of you. You know, so it kind of kind of lame that way. So yeah, go ahead. But, but I mean, you know, I think from a standpoint of like, like we saw stuff on the way out to Akatio, right? Mm-hmm. And back, you know what yeah. I mean? Like you're, it's just like, even just traveling to somewhere, if you hit it at the right time where stuff's on the move, you have a chance of seeing it. Like even in areas where it's not known, mm-hmm. right? Um, so, I mean, I think, you know, you have decent odds and, and there's some benefits to, you know, road cruising for like the easy, you know, obviously like, okay, I wouldn't go hike out in the middle of the night to try to go find stuff, but I'd road cruise. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I wouldn't want to be out there. Um, you know, oh, that's the, well, that I mean, fun. I, night hiking. I, I mean, it's fun to get out there at night. Well, and it depends on where you are. Like when we yes. were in West Texas, I, 
it was like 130 on the yeah. <laughs> in the day. It was really hot. Like the surface temperature was like yeah, 160, 180 something. It was ridiculous. I thought my shoes were gonna melt off my feet. But then you know, hiking at night. I mean, it still didn't get it. It dipped below 100 like around midnight. So mm-hmm. you know, I think if you're herp in West Texas, you might as well be nocturnal for your herp trip, and just sleep during the day in an air conditioned. Uh, hotel room and then get out at night and and uh, you know hike or or road cruise or whatever I don't know if you can really road cruise in Texas though I think that's illegal but you know I guess depending on where you are yeah you might not even be able to road cruise it's 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 you know technically illegal to road cruise in Texas Mm -hmm. you're supposed to park your car and walk along the road and look at cuts and things like that so um so yeah, west yeah. texas point for me thank you <laughs> there you go yeah and you know there's some really nice habitat and hikes out there so but yeah that night hike that we did in in west texas was cool we saw you know a few cool see see but i guess stuff. that's my i guess that's my point is like mm-hmm. like in road cruising you can just drive on the road at night yeah. right yeah uh, but like it, it, at night if you have you need a targeted hike like you're not just hiking off out somewhere it's not this like if you're randomly driving a road versus like oh i'm just gonna go hike up into this oh let's go right here and let's go Mm -hmm. up and let's go look to me that's treacherous if you don't have you know a pathway or something even if you're flashlights in the middle of the night like there's areas of anza that would be horrible to try and hike Mm -hmm. through you know, un- untrailed or like, yeah. So, so it would have to be like a trailed hike in the middle of the night, like you did, uh, yeah. I guess is what I'm saying yeah. um, for the condition, but I don't, yeah, I don't disagree as long as mm-hmm. it's like that. If, but, but yeah, like, I mean, you know, just hiking out would be, yeah, you could, could potentially be sketchy situations yeah. if you're hiking. Cause you're not seeing stuff coming up and yeah. Um, yeah. Also depending on where you are, there could be like, big cats or you know, mountain lions uh, stalking you behind or something. So, you know, you gotta, gotta be or cars or cars on the freeway as yeah. you're oh, yeah. crossing. <laughs> well, <laughs> if you're, yeah. Road right? cruising. Like, yeah. That's dangerous. If, or if you're fast if you're, moving yeah. vehicles on the road, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Or if you stop um, to go get out of your car to hike somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you either road cruise or you hike, but you don't road cruise on the hi- or hike on the road cruising spot. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what we learned. That's a, that's a good lesson to learn. That was the easy great, way. You, know, that's a you don't want to learn lesson. that lesson the hard way. No. We lucked out there. But, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but did the, you die? Uh, I think the another um, nice thing about road cruising is you know you can you can see a pretty big peacock peacock um you can see a pretty big diversity through the habitat so She'll you can make make some makes cover some ground right you can mm-hmm. cover quite a bit of ground while you're road cruising and see different uh habitats hey or, hey I mean, hey not... i'm recording over here <laughs> come on ruby come on um you can you can see uh you know different areas get to different places you know in the same evening and see different uh species and cover a lot of ground cover over different habitats you know so as long as you kind of know what the terrain you're in looks like or what species you're going to find there you can kind of plan to 
to uh, road cruise some areas. Now, unfortunately, a lot of uh, road cruising spots have been, become really popular, I guess for better or worse. I guess if you're out there and you you know meet up with people and meet new people that are interested in the same things you are, that's kind of a cool thing. So, yeah, sometimes you'll roll up and you're like, the only thing they're doing is road cruising and, you know, they're looking for herps. And so you stop and you chat with them. Oh, what have you seen? And I think, uh, who's the pilot uh youtuber guy that uh does that um uh, they had they had him on npr a little while back um i can't remember his name he's from southern california he's your neighbor dude um but anyway he's uh he does those videos where he's out you know he'll do a little road cruising in southern california and he's always meeting up with new people and getting his song putting no no he does a youtube channel where he's oh i don't Listen, you're talking to the wrong fucking guy about YouTube channels and fucking social media. I don't participate. When are you going to figure this out? (laughs) Anyway, I'm just it's it's just my name blanking, you know, I know. I know. And I'm not being a good co-host right now. I'm sorry. You're right. That was not that was not nice. But uh, I'm sure I can look him up. But anyway, um, the. uh, the, the thing is, you know, he's out there meeting new people that are also interested in road cruising. You know, you can kind of increase your uh, findings, too, because other people might have stumbled upon it. And then you see them stop. They're they're out photographing the snake. You can get out and take your turn photographing the snake as well. Um, so, you know, there's there's another benefit of, I guess, it, it, crowded roads also mean increased uh, detection, you know, so that uh that could be a a benefit of road cruising over hiking you know i guess people on the trail you know we we hiked up behind a group of they were collecting everything in sight so it was kind of lame but um they they also uh were um looking for stuff they had they had a like a whip snake that they'd found and so we got to photograph that and we probably wouldn't have seen it because they were in front of us you know that kind of thing so Anyway, so there are benefits of, of spots that are a little more busy than you'd maybe like them to. I mean, there's and don't forget the guy. Don't forget the guy that we met on the Palm Canyon hike, who you who you hooked up with, and we met up with later when we were road cruising, and he showed us snakes that he got, and then you guys spent like about forty minutes talking. And showing trading pictures of snakes. You do not remember this? Oh, that's oh, convenient yeah, that you yeah. don't remember no, this. No, I do remember When that, it's my that, turn that to guy. talk about the hike part of this. Uh-huh, uh-huh. No, no, I, I do. Remember I do this remember guy? That. He was like yeah, a doctor yeah. or something weird, uh-huh. wasn't yeah. he? And he, yep. like, he was kind he of like, an older guy. Yeah, older guy, yep. Yeah, yep. yep. And uh, he wasn't he wasn't that in the know, though, right? No, he, was he wasn't like, that in the know. Like no. a little... Uh, he was like, he would like tell you, but then kind of ask you, right? Wouldn't he? Yeah. Like he's yeah, kind of, yeah. he kind of oh, was met like, him on, eh. the, on the Palm Canyon hike, right? Yeah. 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 Yep. He was a nice guy. He was a nice yeah. guy. I was like, yeah, I don't think we're going to meet up later with you. But yeah, we did. <laughs> we did end up seeing him, didn't we? Yeah, we, we did. Shared pictures at least, but yeah. Nice guy. But yeah, yep. I mean, I, I what did I he have? He had like a glossy snake or something. What was that? Yeah, it was a glossy. Was that was snake. a glossy. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that was kind of cool because we got I I'd, I saw a behavior that I hadn't seen before. Oh, that yeah. was like it was. Uh, yeah, this uh, it was crawling underneath the the loose gravel or whatever. Yeah. Almost like tremors. Like, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So 
I mean, yeah, there's those benefits of meeting people. I mean, not that you, oh, Lou Boyer, gosh dang, there we go. Um, the pilot that uh, herps in Southern California and in Southeast Asia and stuff. He flies all the time to Southeast Asia. So anyway, he's he's pretty cool guy. Like, seems like he'd be fun to herp with. But anyway, um, yeah, he's he's filmed some really cool stuff. King Cobras and, you know, palm nice. and stuff in the wild. So I think he just went to Costa Rica and posted a video on Costa Rica. So it's pretty cool. Cool. But anyway, um, yeah, meeting up with new people, meeting people. I met, uh, oh, gosh, I don't know why I brought this up because, of course, I can't remember the names <laughs> off the top of my head. Um, I was talking to Rob about this guy the other day, and um, oh, dang it, it's Jeremy. I think his son was named Jeremy, and then his son's like a really good photographer, and then oh, what's his name? Anyway, met up with those guys in uh, southern Arizona. I was... I was road cruising. I was waiting for the guys to fly in. I was going to go pick them up at the airport. And so I spent the night on a, on a hit, you know, hillside with a, a road that was supposed to be a good spot for certain reptiles and actually where we found those, uh, green rats. Mm. And so I met that guy there and he was out okay. there looking for green rats that uh, one yeah. evening. So I met him and his son and then, um, uh, went, uh, when we went, you know, we went back there and found a couple of green rats. So that, or nice. found one and then Dustin yeah. found another. The next another day. one. But yeah. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I, I met him and then, um, friended him on Facebook and then he gave me a few suggestions for places to look for different stuff and, you know, some good places to road cruise or whatever in Southern, like he was really nice about yeah. you know, sharing, um, uh, spot so it was kind of cool. so, so what you're saying is sometimes you got to get out of your car and meet people yeah i, I don't yeah. think that's a bad thing in most cases no, it's not it's yeah. not i just so, wanted to hear you say it anyway i think so i, I but i guess that's kind of a, a draw because you can do that either or you know mm-hmm. in, on the utah trip we were hiking up a canyon and we met some canyoneers that were coming down they had they had uh repelled down part of the part of the canyon so we couldn't go up further but they came down and passed us and i just stopped and talked to them and they're like oh what are you guys doing here well we're looking for snakes they're like oh you know i'm not really into snakes but there's this spot where we see snakes all the time there must be a den there because you know every time i go there in the spring or the fall there's like 10 snakes hanging out you know these rattlesnakes there like oh really (laughs) give me the precise location he told me you know he he didn't care to share the spot because he's like yeah he's he's like it's well known in the climbing community and stuff so i'm like okay he's like and i checked out the like the a a few websites on that climb site and and there were like several of them that were like be careful of the snakes they're right here you know they're right at the start of the climb stuff so just keep an eye out that's cool all pretty cool about them like they were like oh i killed a bunch of snakes they were like be careful you know be cautious keep your eyes open for the snakes like we were gonna go do this climb but there were the snakes there so we left we didn't want to disturb them so you know pretty cool so you meet, meet people like that and you know of course i'm I don't remember their name or anything, but they gave me some really good intel and I'm planning on, you know, getting back over and, and seeing, uh, some of that and trying to find that spot in the future. So yeah, it is, it's cool, cool, uh, to, to meet people. Um, so let's see. I, I'm, uh, Steve Tippett's was the guy. That nice. Arizona. There yeah. you go. Steve and his son was Jeremy. Yeah. So, uh, I guess his uh, um, 
yeah, anyway, they, they go out all the time and find some really cool stuff. So they're, they're great uh, father-son duo, herping duo. So anyway, so yeah, you meet really cool people out, I guess, either if you're road cruising, which I met those guys road cruising, or if you're hiking, and I've met, you know, plenty of cool people hiking. And I was hiking up uh, the this local canyon by my house the other day, and I met some people that they thought they knew me. They thought I was somebody else, and I didn't really disabuse them of that. Like I just pretend, like yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, great to see you guys. Because I thought it was gonna be a short, like hey, how's it going? And then I'd pass along or something, and they're like, oh, what you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm looking for snakes. So I'm doing this, and photographing them and stuff. And they're like, oh, they start telling me about all the snakes they found on their hikes and stuff. <laughs> it was pretty cool. And they're like, oh, you'll have to say hi to Matt for us. And you know, we haven't seen you and him for a long time are you doing construction i'm like uh no no i'm not involved <laughs> like I'm totally out of the construction <laughs> business these days <laughs> haven't exactly. done it in a while no <laughs> the, oh, the yeah. guy that you thought i was probably was down there doing the construction but i thought it was pretty funny so yeah i must have one of those faces but they they thought i was somebody else so and That's it didn't awesome. they didn't like realize it either like they just kept saying well it it's great it to see you we'll huh? see you at the next uh gathering <laughs> like Sounds you good. Look, you know, hey, they're going to have an awkward conversation. Side all around the, the greater Utah yeah, area. Exactly. There's somebody who looks just like you running around <laughs> on the construction site. Cause if you fooled him yeah. that good, man, he must yeah. look a lot like you. Yeah. But, you know, and, and, and a few of the people that I, you know, I was just kind of like, I'd pass them on the trail and go, have you seen any snakes? And they're like, oh, yeah, I saw a rubber boa back, you know, at this spot. Or they, I saw a garter snake over here. And so, oh, thank you. you do know, those work out for you? It seems like sometimes, every time we've done I mean, those, sometimes they never they work out. But, yeah, usually the snake has moved on or they've yeah. scared it away or something or it's gone down a yeah. hole. And, you know, that's fine. But that's sometimes fine. it does work, you know. You never mm-hmm. know. So at least you know they're in the area and you can come back and look for them or something. But. So, I don't know. I'm a fan of, of chatting with people. I know some people kind of like to keep to themselves. but and, and I'm always trying to, you know, find people locally that maybe want to go out herping or something, you know. If, if they're, that's how I met Chris and Aspen, you know, mm-hmm. is like kind of mm-hmm. inviting myself on the herp trip. and That's how you do it, man. Yeah, that's how you get in. It's, it works sometimes, I guess. But, yeah. yeah and, um, so, you know, it's it's been fun to be out herping. It's all about secret knocks and self-invites. Yeah. And I, and I think, you know, road cruising, you know, has sometimes the advantage of you're, you're able to find more stuff quickly, right? Mm-hmm. You can see more snakes, especially in an area where there's a lot. I mean, I would maybe, let's see, I, w- I was down in. Uh, I mean, potentially you can. I don't know sure, if that's sure. like, you know. But I mean, it's it's a lot harder. You're, you're finding less when you're hiking, I think. Of course. Yeah, potentially. Mm, that's not, I mean, yeah, but, I mean, but there are some species that you can't really find as easily road cruising, and so maybe you're gonna find like like maybe clobs. You know, yeah. We saw we saw a ton of clobs. We never saw one on the road. <laughs> Ruby saw a few, I guess. But I, uh, <laughs> oh my gosh! There's something something out there. There's a snake in your backyard. You better go get that baby diamond python. Oh my gosh! Okay, mute button. <laughs> there we go. So, anyway, yeah. There. Um, so you know, there are some species that you're gonna find more of on potentially on the road, and there's gonna be some that you're gonna find more in a hiking situation. So, um, like we're in um, northern 
Idaho or no, it was Washington, kind of a Washington, Oregon border. I was herping with uh, Casey Lazic and Ryan Young and, and mm-hmm. my son and my buddy Mike. And uh, we we were in this area, you know, looking for uh, um, mountain kings or and uh, saw like a bunch of Pacific, northern Pacific rattlesnakes, right? And so we hiked several of them. There were probably four or five that we saw on our hike. And then that night road cruising, we saw probably 30. They were just everywhere. We're like, yeah. oh, it's another, you know, Norpac, like let's move on or whatever. You know, we weren't, we weren't really stopping to photograph every one of them, but yeah, you know, right. there were a ton out there. So it was kind of cool. You know, you see numbers sometimes, but it might just be all Northern Pacific rattlesnakes. Mm-hmm. I don't remember mm-hmm. seeing any other species. We may, we may have seen, you know, and, and, you know maybe there. some of that is just like about what, what the temps are like and what's on the sure. move or what, yeah. you know, what the conditions what are like or what's is. on the movie. Yeah, yeah for sure. And, yeah. and maybe that's correlated to like, if you were hiking it, you would find that target species more readily just as well as you would find it more readily road cruising because mm-hmm. it's out yeah. on the move because the conditions are right. You know? Yep. Uh, and and maybe know. if you could run at 40 <laughs> miles an hour, you know, or, or, you know, be able to you can't? observe <laughs> as you go, it's Hey, you said you couldn't keep up with me. If I can't run 40 miles an hour, neither can you, <laughs> but, uh, you can, you can, uh, okay. See, <laughs> okay. Fine. You maybe you'd see as, as many or something, but you know, and the fact that the road is, you know, wide and flat and easy to see a snake on most of the time, um, mm-hmm. and it's, uh, makes it a little detections a lot simpler that way right because when mm-hmm. you're walking through habitat you could be walking past plenty of cryptic reptiles that are not gonna give themselves away you know they might just sit still and let you walk or right or them. or you get to view them from a distance like the chucks yeah you know yeah exactly. you, you gotta yeah. like you know they they you, they're there but you gotta kind of see them before you walk up on them because they're not gonna yeah. stay so. You're probably not going to road cruise a chuck, you know, it's not going to be on the road, but I, yeah. I have seen several from the road. You know, I was, um, driving in St. George, Heidi was in a meeting. And so I was like, I'm going to go out herping. So it was kind of hot in the middle of the day. So I'm like, chuck walls are going to be out. And so I was driving to this spot and along the way, I look up on the side of the hillside and there's a couple chuck walls up on there. So I parked the car on this busy street and <laughs> hike up the hillside and go photograph these chuck walls. So you know, there you you can see stuff from the road. You know, as you're driving driving along, and um, so you know, the, you you can. Is that considered guess. hiking or road cruising? I think that's uh, maybe road cruising because you're yeah, seeing them while you're driving. You know, you're. I remember. Uh, but is it road cruising once you exit the vehicle? I would argue <laughs> that once you exit the vehicle, it's no longer road cruising. That is hiking, my friend. That's true. That's true, but. Um, you wouldn't have seen it if you weren't driving, right? Maybe. But 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 every hike, hike most people drive through. Uh, you don't have to walk to a hike to make it a hike. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So I guess that maybe falls in both categories. You're just scrapping for points now, but I am. I am. I am. <laughs> I'm angry that you took the side that I wanted, so I am going to Snipe squeeze this turn up. But but that said, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. That was the last I had in me. That was it. That was it. Uh, I remember I held uh, on to the very end. We were in northern Australia going maybe fifty miles an hour down the road and all of a sudden the call comes in on the walkie talkie that Rob Roy McGinnis had spotted a, a frilled lizard 
up a tree, like on a tree, like probably 30 feet off the road, like on some random trees, like frilled. So we all, you know, pile out and, and there was a frilled on this tree. I'm like, holy crap, That's how'd you crazy. spot that? That's pretty yeah. amazing. So yeah, I think, uh, I don't know. That's, you know, it's, it's, uh, I, I kind of have a little bit of a knack for seeing lizards sitting on rocks kind of out in the, out in the wilderness, uh, that's a little special uh, skill of mine is spotting. So, so you rocks. would say you're a hiker rather than a cruiser? I think so, yeah. Okay, I, I'd that's prefer fair. to get out there. But I, I definitely recognize the benefits of road Oh, I, I mean, I like road cruising. I have a lot of fun road cruising. Oh, I yeah. enjoy yeah, I mean, but, 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 but mind you, you have to keep it in context. We sure. hiked all fucking day that day, and then oh, we yeah. rode crew. So we yeah. got our fill, you know what I oh, mean? Sure. So it wasn't yeah. just like, I, it's not a one or the other for I don't, us. Yeah, I don't think you should plan any trip <laughs> yeah. just to road cruise yeah. or just to hike. Exactly. You, know? you might as well yeah. take advantage of both. And I think definitely some people prefer one over the other. And I don't know. I'm kind of split down the middle. I don't I I, I'm like pretty split down cruising. the middle. Yeah. I think yeah, it's, I agree. it's a pretty effective way of finding mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. Now, you know, photographing them in the dark is a challenge and, you know, and, and, but I guess you're having to do that if you're hiking in the night, but, um, you know, and, and getting them into suitable habitat, you know, you're usually like photographing them on the side of the road and, you know, Mm -hmm. cars whipping past or potentially striking your vehicle or something, you know, it's, or people stopping, are you okay? You're okay. (laughs) No, we're just, just photographing snakes. Exactly get them <laughs> so yeah i mean there's i guess there's some danger that way. i remember i was road cruising in australia on a dirt road on the back roads and i'm like this idiot's coming right for me like why is he on the wrong side i'm like oh crap i'm on the wrong side, <laughs> the of the wrong road. side of the- <laughs> i had to swerve back over to the correct side of the road in australia which you were like touche the- sir <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> i was i was like i'm the idiot <laughs> yeah <laughs> So that was, yeah, it's, it could be dangerous if you're in a, yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, I think we, we learned from, uh, um, Nick and Ryan and, um, ice cream uh, is, is the other <laughs> ice cream, no, not that story. Mark, oh. um, Nick and Ryan and, and Casey Chris Salemi, they oh, went on Salemi, a oh. trip to Thailand and they just assumed oh, they'd rent a car at night, I you know, and go out this. and road cruise. Oh, you need to listen to that NPR episode. It's pretty, mm, I haven't heard this. But okay. they, yeah. Um, so they didn't like, they had to find somebody to take them out and like, you know, the vehicle they brought was c- crappy and like they had to ride in the back of the truck or something, you know, and stand up and look for stuff. And so very less effective, you know, yeah. but, uh, you know, they, you just assume, Oh, I'll just road cruise it. But yeah, if you, if you're, if you don't speak the language or they don't rent cars or, you know, that kind of thing, you might have a struggle. And so you might be forced to just hike in certain areas or, you know, if, if where were they for this Thailand, Oh, yeah. if you so can they, get what did they, they like get, you out they were on the, the back of a tuk-tuk like looking like trying to find stuff <laughs> i think oh, it was a, a proper truck okay but the guy had borrowed it from his friend and he didn't want to take it too far because it was something or other you'll have he to listen borrowed to his dad's <laughs> car but i guess the moral of the story is they seem to spend a lot of time in a in the you know the other side of thailand in the in the bars and clubs yep and, you know well <laughs> so That's a lot of not people much think of a that. herb trip if yeah. you're you're not out looking for herbs but yeah um so i i got a kind of a lot and nick 
completely forgot to bring a headlamp, and so he was like, so they gave him crap about that. It was what? pretty funny. Eric's like, you went on a herb trip and you didn't bring a headlamp? What is wrong with you? Yeah, it was pretty good. But, you know, I guess he thought Ryan would have his back, and Ryan did have plenty of Of course he did. Yeah. So, yeah. Good I bet Nick brought his powerlifting gloves, though, didn't he? <laughs> oh, yeah. He never leaves home without those <laughs> mutton powerlifting gloves. Mutton, mutton powerlifting gloves. Get yours today. Our A proud sponsor, sponsor of, of our podcast. Reptile Fight Club. <laughs> well... If we beat a dead horse, uh, no, I we think convinced horse, everybody yes. to to go road cruise and hike. I think you must do them explore. both. Yeah. So I don't know. Put yourself out there, whether it's road cruising or or uh, hiking. Um, road cruising is very effective in the night, but it can be dangerous. Like it can be a little te- tedious or monotonous. Mm-hmm. You're just driving down a road, and if you've run out of things to say or your co-pilot falls asleep and you end up hitting a desert king snake on accident because your co-pilot was asleep you know that's that's the brakes man you don't you don't want that to no it wasn't the brakes so it was make the sure co-pilot you a good awake co-pilot that can help you alert you of snakes on the road i don't know who this co-pilot was but i hope they're hanging their head <laughs> oh, in I, shame right now i will not mention them but yes i know I hope that head is low. it wasn't me <laughs> it wasn't me <laughs> it wasn't you no, but it was I'm, our I'm all jacked family. up on Red Bull when I ride with you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I don't know. This is I, I don't know. I like I think there's good aspects in both. I think mm-hmm. I probably prefer hiking, but I, I do enjoy a good road. Yeah. Speaking of which, I might go hit the roads tonight. See if Look I can at find you. Something. Just a quick, you know, 30 minute drive. Uh, see what I can see. Nice. The, that's the other nice thing is it makes it easy to get out there and herp you know mm-hmm. you don't really have much excuse not to drive around in a car although the price of gas can kind of put that, a damper that could be that. it i, I would yeah, say that in southern, southern california, california. Uh, that's a that's a consideration oh, yeah. especially out in the middle of nowhere in the desert yeah. like gas is like seven bucks a gallon yeah that yep, can, they know that they can got hurt. your ass <laughs> yeah exactly you don't have any other options so well good stuff <sighs> good stuff it's good to be back on Thanks it for good to be back on. We got a yeah. guest next week, so that'll be that, fun. That's to, what's up. Yeah. I'm ready for a guest. Yeah. Be a good fun. guest. No, yeah. A return guest. So. A return guest. We will uh, reveal that next week. So Stay tuned. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening. We, uh, we appreciate it, and hopefully we didn't lose everybody uh, while we took our little break, and we'll get you back, and you can enjoy listening to this episode. But, um, oh, I guess... Any any cool stuff in the reptile world, like academically or got any new books or anything like that? I told you about what was going on in my life at the beginning of this podcast. And if that sounded anything like I know what the hell's going on in the reptile community right now. Yeah. No, sorry. I don't really. Um, yeah. I assume you came prepared because I generally don't. I, I didn't think about it until right now, ah, so I'm not prepared either. Thank you. Um, I, I needed this pass. There's a new episode on of Morelli Python Radio that I'm anxious to listen to. It's uh, Will Willie Filipek. Um, oh, yeah. I really like the, his his uh, views on things. He's a pretty bright guy, so that's fun mm-hmm. to listen to him. So I'm excited to listen to that. I just saw that Eric released that today. Nice. So I did see that. Going to get on there and check that out. Um, but, yeah, other than that, I 
I don't know. I've been, I got a new uh, field guide uh, to the reptiles mm. of Europe. Nipper, our old buddy Nipper recommended that. So um, it's pretty cool. It's not it's a book pretty, book, but not bad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Hey, once in a while, you got to get a not a book book. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, All things in their then, place. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Other than that, uh, I've been kind of lazy on the herp front, I guess, as far yeah. as learning new things or looking up cool. Although my paper was published uh, on antiviral treatment. Did I already talked about that? I think you had mentioned it that, that uh, it's, I don't know it's if it had published. published and out there. So Yeah. Congratulations. That's good stuff. Get a, get a title for us, right? Yeah. Announce that here, but um, I believe you can access it free on uh, Google Scholar. Um, let me see here. I'm sure but, Justin would uh, be happy to email you a copy if you just email him directly at his. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I, I'm happy to. I'm sure you. I know. Anybody who kidding. wants it, yeah. Um, oh, is it not going to show up on here? Let's, there it is. So it's called In Vitro Characterization and Antiviral Susceptibility of Ophidian Serpentoviruses. And it's published in Microorganisms, the journal Microorganisms in 2023. And the lead author is Stephen Tillis. So you might recognize that name. Congratulations, uh, Dr. Yeah. Tillis. Yeah. So that was fun. And, and uh, we're, we're on there with... Uh, Uh-oh, they're on their bullshit. Robert Osaboff, uh, Dr. Oz. So not yeah. Dr. Oz. No, I know. I hope <laughs> yeah, from, you're an author a paper with Dr. Oz. <laughs> from University of Florida. So that would not that be was, the best. Uh, that would not be the best thing for your career is if you people were to author medical papers with Dr. Oz. <laughs> yeah. But it does look like there is a, a free link to the paper. Cool. So on, on Google Scholar. So. You can check it out if you like. Um, but yeah, we talked out. about I we our part of the study was looking at uh, susceptibility of different serpentoviruses or um, nidoviruses, as they used to be called, to different antiviral drugs. So hopefully that's the kind of the first step in identifying something that might be able to treat our snakes that have nidovirus. So. Um, hopefully we can keep the ball rolling and get some other studies funded to further see if that has efficacy in animals. Cause right now it's just in cell culture that we have. That what's, um, you know, what's, what's it cost to get another study done? Uh, yeah. A couple tens of thousands of dollars. I okay. think so. Okay. You know, if we could get some more crowdfunded, uh, you know, we could maybe do another study or two, but I don't. I, I know I don't know if the University of Florida lab has an animal model you know like mm. a, an infection model mm -hmm. uh, that's probably what the next step would be is to mm -hmm. experimentally infect some animals and then treat them with uh, these antivirals, the antivirals. and you know it might be good if we could set that up but I, I talked to our animal facility guy and he uh, was amenable to it so it would just require purchasing the caging and having a, a lab dedicated to it. And that requires a lot more than, yeah, that's a, that's unfortunately. Yeah. But that I mean, I feel like a guy possible. like you might be able yeah. to pull those strings. Yeah. Right? I, mean, the, I mean, the new, the new, uh, biology building, they renovated it and they have this impressive herp lab. <laughs> it's really nice. And, um, and, uh, 
I, I can Doctor Doolander do a guest tour or what, man? <laughs> oh, Let's I got, go. I went. I did tour it, but I don't know if we could uh, do infection studies over there. Uh, That's the only. And I don't know if they'd want an infectious, yeah. you know, reptile yeah, 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 virus yeah, in their that, colony. That, 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 yeah, know, that, that, that so. makes sense. Yeah, makes but sense. they have housed animals, um, reptiles over at the same place that we do our antiviral studies mm-hmm. in, in rodents, and so it's a possibility. I, I just need to look into it a little more. But if if there was you know some funding that we could uh, get through the reptile community, that might be a way to push that forward, and mm-hmm. it would be in you know kind of in the interest of the reptile keepers uh, uh, in general to have those options to treat their animals or at least tell the vet, you know, this works against this virus. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, yeah, <laughs> we're tools for the toolbox. Yeah. But you do need that kind of, you, you can't just say, okay, I've got a snake with Nido. Mm-hmm. I'm going to treat it and see what happens because yeah. that's kind of, that's not really fulfilling Coke's postulate. It's giving some information, but yeah, that's something I probably want to chat about on this podcast at some point, you know, how to design a proper study and, you know, uh, get usable data and things like that, but nerd stuff, yeah, nerd stuff. Stats. All right. Well, um, thanks to Morelia Python radio for hosting us and the pod father for doing all the work. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, Oh, I'm looking forward to carpet fest August 12th, man. It's coming up. So I'm excited to get out there and, see it in person go to the og carpet fest so i don't know it should be a pretty good gathering this year it's too bad uh can't make it out man that would be a a fun party so i got too much Um, shit going on yeah Um, i got too much shit going on i'm excited to take a look around pennsylvania see if i can find Mm. a snake or two see see some add some more species to the list and i'm looking forward to that as well so should be cool uh I was thinking it was taking forever to get here, but almost we're all of a sudden in the middle of July, and uh-huh. it's it's just another. That's why I can't go because yeah. this fucking year's flying by, and I got stuff I got to do for work. So yeah, yeah, that's the way it goes sometimes. But maybe down the road we can mm-hmm. make it. No, for sure. I'm yeah. I'm you know, yeah, biding my time for another trip. Yeah. So I don't know if you're. Uh, on the fence, it should be really a, a good time out there. So yeah, mm. get out August twelfth. I think that's the right date. <laughs> I, I hope so because so, I think I'm flying that time. <laughs> That'd be the wrong <laughs> yeah. show up the wrong day. Eric's like, "What the fuck are you doing here?" <laughs> yeah. I think me and Rob are on the same uh, flight. Flight. So, nice. Yeah, Rob's going at that time. Yeah, if you you, you search the plane frantically <laughs> and don't see Rob, then yeah. Check your check your date. Wait a second. Yeah. Now we're on Frontier Airlines, so hopefully we actually make it. But yeah, I've, Why, I've what's wrong? changed our this flight fr- once already. Oh, yeah. they're, they're, they're one of those kind of nickel and dime. Like they have yeah, little yeah. fares, but yeah. then you can't bring a carry you on. With kind of jerked around bucks. in different yeah. ways. Yeah. 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 There's no food or drinks. Or it's like, yeah, that's uh, yeah. interesting. But should be well, time. Cool. Yeah. Um, anything else to announce? Say. The mm. Gecko Symposium at Tinley this year in the October mm. Tinley show. Uh, check that out if you're interested in geckos. Uh, that should be a good one. Um, so I think be, we just I had think Anaheim. Thursday before Tinley. Oh, yeah. There was, that was last had week. Spencer's, the Sim guys had Spencer's monitors at, mm-hmm. at Anaheim, the 
super show, right? Did you I go? Think so. No, I didn't go. Oh. I don't. I, I, yes, Noah and uh, Lisa were there. Oh, really? Yeah, our last guests on the podcast. They, they. Uh, I think that was the first time they've met in person, even though they uh, live pretty close to each other. Close to each other, California. Yeah, they they met up at the show and had a nice little photo photo nice. off together. So, <laughs> yeah, so good stuff. But yeah, I I wish I could have seen some Spencer's monitors. They're cool. Yeah, that's I, I've pretty seen cool. Them in Australia, but I I don't think I've seen them over here. They're a really cool species. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks for listening. We'll we'll hopefully fight again here soon next week. <laughs> we'll see you later. We're back. And crack is still whack. Point club.